When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. And welcome back to Draft Vice. It is I, Walter. And uh, I'm just going to go over a couple of the games for week two and some waiver wire pickups. So, last night was the Cleveland Browns versus the New York Jets. I was actually at the game, if you followed the Instagram. Uh, that was a very messy game, considering we thought the Browns should probably have done much better. Part of it might be that Greg Williams knows that team a bit better than some people. Might know Baker Mayfield better than some people, being a former coach on the team. And uh, knowing some of the tendencies for some of the players. Still... You know, I expected more, especially because the Jets didn't even play Tremaine Johnson. Although, actually, I'll say this, the Jets did well on defense. I think they outperformed what they had on the back end. And I think uh, Greg Williams, yeah, can he'll surprise you with some games. So, overall, I I don't know what's going on with Baker, and I don't know what's going on with the scheme over there. Um, Jarvis Landry was wide open on a couple of different uh, routes, and I just don't know if Baker didn't see him or it wasn't the right read. So I, I still think you hold on to Jarvis for the time being, but it, I don't think for right now you're going to be rating him as high in most leagues. Uh, Odell, Odell had that crazy-ass 87-yard touchdown. The defense for the Browns looked really good. I mean, that D-line is definitely stacked up, and you can't just sell out to try to block Miles Garrett, and that's what we've... I think that's the key thing that everybody's taking away, is that Miles Garrett is good, and... Uh, it doesn't matter if you try to line, you know, it, it line up against him. He's gonna take out whoever you have in front of him. He he will mess up your day. Uh, Olivier Vernon and Sheldon Richardson at least have been good contributing members, but they didn't. I don't think they nearly as performed as well as uh, Garrett did. Ogan Joby had a couple of, uh, I, you know, I'm t keep in mind Garrett actually knocked out the uh, the quarterback. He had a couple of roughing the passer calls. Not too shocked to be honest. Uh, on the Jets' side, they lost uh, Trevor Simeon, uh, tore some ligaments on uh, on an ankle. So then they were down to Luke Falk, who actually I think performed better than Trevor Simeon was playing anyway. But, I mean, as the game goes on, the more you go into the playbook. They did a lot of screen passes. Le'Veon Bell was carrying that offense and was going in for a touchdown. And then uh, pop goes the uh, the ball out of his hands and into the hands of a defensive player. So, uh, yeah, Browns' defense did well. Jets, it looks like Robbie Anderson and... Uh, Robbie Anderson actually got some real play. Uh, caught a couple of slants from uh, Luke Falk. And it, it's showing that there's there's other ways to utilize him than just as a deep route runner. I, I would still hold on to Robbie Anderson. I, I think there's some, some use to him still going into the season, fantasy-wise. Even if Darnold's going to be a bit longer... Because, again, it's starting to look like they're trying to utilize them in some other other route formations than typically just running a post or a go route. Uh, let's talk about... I don't think we ever talked about Tampa Bay versus Carolina. That feels like it was an age ago. That was a messy game. Uh, Panthers just looked not good. Uh, Cam Newton, clearly his ankle is not doing him well. He's still very scattershot. Still has the zip on the ball, but I don't know if that's, like, you know, it's, it's hard to tell if it's, like, an arm strength thing, like a shoulder thing, and he's overcompensating. And that's why he's been he's been more inaccurate than he said he was last year in the first half of the year. But it just doesn't seem like he's all together. Now they're talking about potentially sitting him for the next game. 
And again, like, you know, there, we're going to talk about it. There were quite a few injuries this weekend, including Drew Brees, who will be out, out an estimated six weeks. And Ben Roethlisberger is going to be out for the rest of the year. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was traded to the Steelers. So we'll actually, we'll just dive into a couple of those games because Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston just didn't die. Greg Olson had a good game for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense played really well. Uh, but yeah, you know, since we're talking about it, we'll go to the the Steelers game. Steelers-Seattle where, listen, uh, Ben is out. Mason Rudolph is in. It seems like Vance McDonald got more play with Mason Rudolph than he did with with uh, Big Ben. So if you're a fantasy person, uh, I would kind of hold on Vance McDonald. I, I don't think Mason Rudolph played extremely well, but he didn't play bad. So I don't, again, I'm not quite sure. And now they're not going to, and Steelers aren't going to have a first round pick because they traded Miami for Micah Fitzpatrick and they traded away their first round pick. So that was a, an interesting game. Juju got a, a nice deep ball from Mason Rudolph that was underthrown on a flea flicker. Uh, Carson, uh, Chris Carson on the other side of the ball fumbled a couple of times. Rashad Penny took it in for a long touchdown. I mean, we're going to hear about this later on. Rashad Penny, good guy to pick up in fantasy. Uh, a couple of other games. New England-Miami, we already talked about Miami. Everybody wants to be kind of jumping that boat. Uh, New England, I mean, there's not much you're going to get from this. Antonio Brown had a touchdown, five catches. It just seemed like they were spreading the ball around. Uh, Saints versus the Rams. Unfortunately, Drew Brees uh, smacked his hand and tore a ligament or damaged a ligament in his thumb. Uh, Actually, same ligament. It was a UCL. It was a UCL in his thumb that he ended up tearing and... Need surgery on. Will be out six weeks. Similar to Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben Roethlisberger hurt in his elbow. He's going to need Tommy John surgery. He's going to be out a lot longer. Rams. Todd Gurley still playing the game. Uh, Alvin Kamara for the Saints played and played well. It's it's going to be a lot harder of a game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater came in and he kind of. Listen, he wasn't expecting to probably play. So we'll try to kind of pay attention to next week. At least Michael Thomas seemed to have gotten a decent amount of catches with Teddy in the game. So there's something there. I think they'll still be form Like, they're going to have some semblance of an offense. I don't know if it's going to be good, but it'll at least be there. It's not going to – I'm like, I'm not, di- I'm not diving to get rid of Michael Thomas. Um – Eagles Falcons. Everybody on the Eagles got injured except for Ertz and Nelson Aguilar and JJ Ortega Whiteside. So that was a rough game for Carson Wentz and uh, threw a couple of interceptions. I think he was just trying to, to keep the game, keep the team going. End of the game, he he basically picked the team on his back and kept going. There was a bad drop by Aguilar. Most people watched that game, and I, I it was a listen, not for nothing. I don't know what the Eagles' game plan was. Uh, clearly, Carson does not like to check down as much as Josh McCown because the second Josh McCown got in the game, he checked down a few times to Miles Sanders, got them moving a little bit in that two-minute offense. Good to know that Josh McCown is still alive. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, 
He he's an he's slightly above average quarterback. He's in the top fifteen, but mainly because there's only so many quarterbacks to go around. Yeah, you know, he's probably in the top ten because there's only so many quarterbacks to go around, and especially when the rest aren't even healthy. He he's clearly in the top ten. So there's that. Bears Broncos. I uh, don't need to really go over the the bad calling of that game. Uh, Broncos almost won, and I was rooting for the Broncos to win that game. And I'm not even a Miami, or I'm not even a Raiders fan, but I kind of root for the teams that have multiple draft picks to get a higher draft pick because it just makes it more interesting out of that trade. So the Raiders, who have their draft stock invested in the Bears, you know, for them, it would have been good for the Raiders had the Broncos won that game. Kind of a hard thing to figure out as a Raiders fan if you're a Raiders fan. Chiefs, Raiders, speaking of. Oh, and by the way, Bears. Montgomery actually starting to get a little bit more run. So, uh, David Montgomery. Looking like he's going to be taking over that uh, that lead back role a little bit. Not fully there yet, but hopefully they get there. Chiefs, Raiders. Um, Pat Mahomes only scored in the second quarter, but that's all they needed to do. Uh, a couple of callbacks on the... some. Some good. Uh, some of his best throws were actually called back on him for a penalty. Uh, Raiders just seemed to kind of stop going after the first quarter. So it was kind of funny. It was like, Raiders first quarter got all their points. Chiefs second quarter got all their points. And nobody did anything for the rest of the game. Well, nobody got any points for the rest of the game. I mean, DK Metcalf is the thing. It, he is the real deal. I think I, I'm excited to see where his career goes. Washington, Dallas, scary Terry McLaurin, man, playing well. I had him in one. I drafted him in one league. That was a, there was a good sleeper pick, late round uh, pick that I made. It was scary Terry McLaurin, and I, I liked him coming out of the draft. Again, got a, another deep touchdown. He's the best receiver on that team, and it's not even close. Uh, Dallas, Dallas started out slow this week. Didn't fully dominate, but, uh, you know, because keep in mind, Washington's defense isn't the worst defense in the world. So it is going to take time to beat them down, but they are very beatable eventually. Vikings-Packers. Green Bay showed what their offense can do for one quarter, and it's apparently more than what the Vikings can do for four quarters. So uh, Cousins didn't look all that great in this game. The O-line was not giving them any favors. The Packers' defense is real, too. Uh, Petten has gotten to go ahead and put his guys in place to make plays. Uh, it's looking like the, the Smith signings were a good deal for them in the offseason, and also Kenny Clark playing very well. Jair Alexander, big fan of him in the draft two years ago. Uh, yeah, so the Packers' defense is the real deal. I don't I, you know, even if... Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle a little bit getting used to this offense. And, I mean, we saw some some good out of it. It takes time to get used to a new offense. You know, we saw it with Matt Ryan went a couple years ago in Shanahan's offense. I'm sure we'll see it in, with Rodgers in this offense. But they were never behind. Again, they were never behind. Aaron Jones looked and played really well. Jamal Williams even got some play in that game. And apparently they were even sticking them both on the field at the same time. And utilizing both of them very well, actually. On the Vikings side, Dalvin Cook played well. Uh, Thielen got a few touches, a couple of catches. Stephon Diggs uh, was relatively quiet. 
not as a uh, not both of them. It, it's weird. This Vikings offense, you thought it was going to be better going into the year. I mean, at least some people thought it was going to be better. I I at least hope that the O line contributions were going to make it better. Jags Texans. Uh, we saw from uh, Gardner Minshew. And uh, it seems like the the, Texas, uh, the Jags were kind of trying to keep him under wraps. I can't wait till Doug Marone gets fired. I don't usually wish for people to get fired. I really want Doug Marone to get fired. I I feel like this team would be more fun to watch if they let Gardner Minshew go all out or they had a somebody who was willing to have some real balls at the, the coaching spot, whether it's Filippo or Salas or whoever takes over. It would just be nice to see that team actually kind of take a few steps forward. So, you know, right now I know Jalen Ramsey's demanded a trade or requested a trade. I would rather fire Doug Marone than get rid of Jalen Ramsey. So, I don't know. And on the other side of the ball, the Texans, I mean, they didn't play very well either. Um, Deshaun Watson kind of lucked into getting his touchdown because they weren't able to get down the field at all. And they were down A.J. Boye, so minus A.J. Boye, they were still able to keep the Texans in check. I don't know if that says more about the Texans or more about the the Jags' defense. There's the Chargers-Lions game, which uh, clearly the the Lions are now currently undefeated. So people keep on saying that. They still tied. So it's, not, it's kind of the, yeah, technically they're undefeated. <laughs> Um, Chargers had a couple of uh, ill-advised plays. Eckler fumbled. Philip Rivers had an interception or two. Yeah, you know, Chargers will bounce back. Chargers have been dealing with so many injuries, it's kind of ridiculous. No Melvin Gordon. No Hunter Henry. Talk about Baltimore and Arizona. Uh, the tale of two athletic and freakishly gifted quarterbacks. Uh, I, I'm liking Kyler Murray more. I see him. I, I actually liked Kyler Murray coming out. I was more worried with Cliff Kingsbury coming out, to be honest. And uh, I'm feeling a little bit better. But with their kind of Swiss cheese defense, I'm not super stoked about Arizona still and their prospects. Uh, They're able to keep the ball moving, and they just seem to exhaust your offense, which is kind of uh, exhaust your defense, which seems to be their their strategy going into games. No hate there. And uh, Lamar Jackson still played pretty well. Didn't play, I mean, listen, didn't play as well as he did against a Miami team that seems to be on JV terms, but he still played really well. It was a good outing from him. Had a deep ball to Marquise Brown. Uh, hopefully you picked up Marquise Brown from the Ravens. He's looking like he's going to have a good career there. I I, listen, I'm still a little shocked because, A, he's coming off of uh, a Liz Frank. And Lamar Jackson is starting to show he, he has a little bit better uh, savvy with passing than he did last year. And some people predicted this, that, you know, he, he came from, it took him some time in college, too, to learn the offense. So I, I think there's a lot there. Bengals, San Fran, it feels like the Bengals from last week might have been a mirage, or I just think San Fran's defense is better than people give it credit for, and I think that's the true deal here. I mean, San Fran ran all over the Bengals, too. Um, I think that's going to be what you can do. I think it's been the Bengals' big weakness so far has been they just can't stop the run. 
they're they they can stop the pass pretty well, and they, they clearly they didn't even have to pass that. San Fran didn't have to pass that much; they just ran over them. And uh, there's Colts Titans, which yeah, I'm not even gonna talk about that. No, I mean like there's not much to talk about. It was such a boring ass game to watch and go through. And there was screen pass. Like they keep on trying to do the screen pass to Derrick Henry to get him out in the open field, which actually I think is a very good use of Derrick Henry is to give him a screen pass and get him out in the open field. So, once you get that guy going, he's a tank, so why not? I mean, it worked when he was... It worked against the, the Browns and actually did get him a little bit. Uh, I don't know what to feel about Corey Davis. I don't know how to feel about anybody who's not Delaney Walker on that side of the ball. And I don't know how to feel about anybody who's not T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. So, well, that wraps it up, I think. Oh, and there was uh, the Bills game. Bills versus the Giants. Eli's last game as a as a Giant starter. They've benched him for Daniel Jones. And we'll see how discount Tannehill plays. Or Ryan Tannehill 2.0. Whichever one you want to call him. Uh, Josh Allen played moderately well against uh, the Giants, whose defense seemed to be asleep now. Uh, apparently DeAndre Baker is not as good or playing, you know, not in as good of a situation as, say, his, uh, his former draft mate's or at least one former draft mate, Greedy Williams, has been. All right, so that was a quick 17-minute run-through. Oh, boy. Now let's talk waivers. First up on the waivers, we are talking about uh, some players that you might want to pick up in fantasy. Week two. I don't think any of these guys I'm rushing out to go grab but or to spend my free agent budget on. But there's some guys you might want to keep an eye on. Debo Samuel, uh, receiver on the San Francisco 49ers. Got, I don't even know how I'd say he's leading it because Marquise Goodwin's still there. But he seems to be maybe the guy you want to have or probably the guy who might be the most consistent going forward. Who knows what's going on with Dante Pettis? Who knows what's going on? With that offense, is Jimmy G good? Who knows? It seems like Jimmy G's starting to get his bearings again. Uh, speaking of, if Jimmy G's available in your league and you lost your quarterback, might be a good pickup. Demarcus Robinson of the, the Chiefs. We said, you know, the Chiefs had a good game and, and it seems like a lot of players ate on that team, except for Sammy Watkins. So he was one of the guys who ate. Good guy to pick up. Jeff Wilson Jr., if you're in a deep league, Jeff Wilson Jr. got a lot of play towards the end of the, the game and, in fact, had multiple touchdowns. I don't think he's going to repeat. Hopefully, you know, you're taking a shot or a flyer. You know, there's always – if Raheem Mostert's still in your league, grab him up. He actually got, led that backfield in touches. Randall Cobb, because Michael Gallup uh, will be out, out two to four weeks, so Randall Cobb's target share is probably going to go up a little bit. If you're in a desperation play for a wide receiver, uh, Frank Gore, because Devin Singletary has been slightly injured, and uh, Frank Gore is on the Bills, if you don't know. Yes, he's still playing. And uh, he, he got some run with the Bills. The Bills O-line seems to be a bit better. Also, you know, when you have a running quarterback, they get a little bit more. Uh, the running backs seem to do a bit better. If you're in desperation mode for a tight end, there's always Jason Witten. 
Uh, if you're looking for a guy who might have been dropped in your league previously or might not have been drafted, and you're looking for a guy who's on a, another offense that might spark up with a good quarterback, Geronimo Allison, uh, maybe McCall Harmon hasn't been picked up in your league, you can always grab him. There's Marquise Goodwin, as I mentioned before. And, uh, oh, I mentioned before at the Eagles game where everybody got injured except Nelson Aguilar, and technically he went out for a little bit too. Well, you might want to grab up Nelson Aguilar, especially because Deshaun Jackson at least looks like he might not be playing uh, for this week and maybe next week. And uh, we don't know what's going on with Alshon Jeffrey and Dallas Godert. So, yeah. Um, also, if Terry McLaurin's available in your league, definitely grab him. If you want, follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at Brojo Death Punch. That's B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like a delicious drink on a summer afternoon. And uh, like if you're watching this on YouTube. Subscribe. Share it. Leave a review. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to people.